Let's read it together. He will be great, and we be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him, I'm sorry, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. Amen. Might be helpful if I put on my glass. All right, that's better. <laughs> you can be seated. Thank God for you today. I want the ministers in the Life of Our Church to meet me after church right here. Just, you know, after I finish greeting right here, I want to take a picture with them. I want a picture with all the ministers. And I need to, I need to share something else with them, one more thing with them. We met this morning and uh, with, at 9 a.m. And so I want to meet with them again for a few moments after church. All right, we're on this series talking about the radical Jesus, you know, to consider, you know, how he is not status quo. Amen. He came with a different agenda, a different itinerary, a different approach, a different mindset, a different perspective. Amen, somebody. He came here, amen, really trying to upset the apricot you know, uh, to turn things inside out, outside in, to invert the formula in terms of how we think, amen, how we work, how we move, how we interact with one another. And I just don't think, in many instances, we feel, like, feel how we know how radical he is <laughs> and how he really goes against the grain of every culture, of every age, every era, every government, Amen. Every philosophical strategy that's laid out there, he's still coming against it. And we're still in competition with thoughts and theories and opinions and, you know, the pundits that, that, that go against our Jesus' way of thinking and working. Amen. And so we got to reflect on how do we become, you know, the Christians that God has designated us to be. How can we be in this world, but not really of it? Amen. In this world, but not really of it. Amen. In that so much of our lives are spent, you know, navigating this culture, figuring it out, trying to be successful in it. Yet Jesus calls us to come apart from it. Amen? Cause us to come apart from it, to be able to see it for what it is, and to operate according to his uh, mandate, even in the midst of, in some instances, that meaning, that, that, that meaning we're misunderstood. The word of God says that we would even be persecuted as a result of our faithfulness to his precepts, his principles, his example. Amen, somebody. You know, we're living in a culture and every culture previous has, has uh, had this social ladder, you know, this, this verticality, this, this vertical nature, this ranking. You know, the, the sociologists would call it a stratification, amen, a differentiation as to the prestige, the power, the status, the designation of people. Amen, somebody. You know, so, 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 so some folk are ranked high, others are ranked low. Hmm? 
And there are certain dynamics that, that basically define what our ranking is. Amen? And you know, the culture says this, there's this, you know, there's a chairman and then there's the rank and file. Amen? There's a person that's at large in charge, the president, and then you have the rest of us, the underlings. And these social values are inculcated throughout, you know, this, this society. Amen, somebody. And so it goes as deep as nations, you know, for nations to be claiming an exceptionalism that uh, we are exceptional. We're greater and better than the rest. Amen. That's what we say as Americans, right? We're the greatest nation on the face of the planet. And we say it unashamedly. We promote it and shout it to the housetops. Our political leaders, that's what they espouse. And, and that's what we believe. Amen, somebody. You know, we're the greatest, the latest. You know, there are even churches who feel like they're better than other churches. Amen? Because they have certain elements, certain structures, certain designations, certain hierarchy, you know, certain positions. You know, the, 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 the Catholic Church at one time, I don't think they're as adamant about it today, but they would tell you that they're, they're, the, they're the holy Catholic Church. Amen? And our hierarchy is the pattern. Popes and cardinals and archbishops and bishops and, you know, and, 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 and priests. You know, the whole hierarchy is a system that that says that, uh, that uh, our system is second to none. Uh, and there are other systems that uh, will try to, you know, say one up the rest of them. You know, then we have a ranking according to ethnicity. Amen, somebody. You know, unfortunately, African Americans are at the bottom rung of that ranking in this society. And, and uh, by race, culture, ethnicity, you know, just a ranking, if you will. And, and, and we feel it, and we experience it. Can I get a witness in the house? You know, this designation, this ranking, it's a ranking occupationally. Amen? You know, if, if I'm a doctor, lawyer, president, you know, and, and that ranking is manifested not just in titles, it's, 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 it's manifested in salaries and wages. Amen? There's a social and political and economic and financial stratification in our culture. And so some people are valued more. Some, somebody on your job making twice as much as you, you are, or three times as much. And you may even feel like I'm doing more work, but their designation gives them more privilege and prestige and more access. Amen? So there's this stratification in our culture, and it's been in every culture. Presidents, doctors, lawyers, you know, they don't get the same status as the shoeshine guy, the dishwasher, or the garbage collector. Amen. Uh, there is a, de a, a differentiation in our culture that values folk, and it plays out in salaries, wages, bonuses, fringe benefits. Amen. If I'm a professor at a college, I'm Dr. Up. And uh, the custodian, he's Joe Down. Amen, somebody. And Dr. Up, <laughs> I'm just using this as an illustration that I read about this little illustration in a book called The Upside Down Kingdom, if you want to reference it. But Dr. Up, he has certain privileges. 
Amen. He can make his own schedule in some instances. He can, he can leave the site for lunch. Amen. He's, uh, he's acknowledged, you know, students and teachers. Even the president knows him. Amen. But, 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 but Joe Down, Joe Down, he's a custodian. He can't leave the site. He got to have his lunch right there. He can't get up out of here and say, I'm going to launch off, you know, off, off site. His time, he got to punch a time clock. He's, he's got he's to say regimented and, and, uh, and, and, and he might get a nod walking down the hallway. Amen. But, but not, not a major acknowledgement, not, not, not prestige or status. Amen, somebody. And it's like that across every institution and every, uh, you know, organization in our culture. But, but what, what would Jesus say about that? You know, yeah, it exists. And it's going to exist. I mean, it wasn't like Jesus didn't recognize authority. You know, the scripture says here that, that he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. That sounds like status, doesn't it? Prestige. Amen. Acknowledgement. Authority. Luke 1, 35, it says, And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Luke 1, 70, 1 and 76, And you, child will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. Amen? So, so you got status, designations, acknowledgement, royal, acknowledgement of Jesus. But did he come in like that? No. He came in born in a manger, in an animal's stall. Have mercy, Lord. And he came in not seeking power, or status, or acknowledgement, or wealth, or resources, or prestige, or political, you know, clout. He didn't, he didn't come in riding a white horse, or in a chariot, or on a tank, or on a, you know, you know an aircraft carrier. You know, he, he didn't come in riding like that, like the presidents of our time, and the rulers, and the leaders, and, 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 and the diplomats, in their big high chairs. Jesus came, you know, humbly, inserting himself in the environment to make a difference. Amen, somebody. And he came with a different mindset, a different itinerary, a different desire. See, if you're born a certain place in the world, you're going to most likely be relegated to a certain position. Amen, somebody. You know, if you're born in certain places, you're going to be relegated to poverty, malnutrition, high infant mortality, you know, low education, low prospects of, of economic, uh, you know, proliferation or, or abundance. Amen, somebody. And, and you know, and, and in some instances, a more, a higher chance of, of participation in some type of criminality based on your birthplace. Hmm? Some break out, some break through. Amen, somebody. Some break out, some break through. Not everybody stays there, but power is real. And those who have access to power is real. And those who are elevated out of power is real. We know all too well in, in, in the history of African Americans in this culture, we know all too well 
about the social demarcation, the stratification, uh, the, 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 the permanent you know, underclass, and how hard, how difficult access can be. Amen, somebody. So people have different kinds of power. And Jesus saw it all. You know, some were presidents. Some, some have power because of the, the sheer strength of their personalities, their talents, their gifts, their abilities, their wealth, their intelligence, their expertise. Amen, somebody. And some break out because of those talents. Some break out because of their athletic prowess. You know, their ability to knock somebody out or to knock somebody down or to run faster, jump higher. Amen, somebody. Their hand-eye coordination is off the charts, and they can handle that ball. Amen, somebody. So they make it out and make it through, and they navigate a culture that's, that's really relegated to kind of having this demarcation. Amen, somebody. What would Jesus do about this exclusivity, about this lack of inclusion, about, this, about these designations. What would we do to represent him in the midst of a society that's so differentiated? Amen, somebody. Well, the Word of God has some suggestions. In Luke 6, 35, but love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Amen, somebody. Well, the Word of God says that we can receive designations too, but our, the most important designation is to be called a son of God, a daughter of God, to be children of the kingdom of God, and we operate on a different plane. Amen. We do good to those who persecute us. Amen. We love everybody and anybody. Praise God. Our agenda is different. We, we extend kindnesses toward people. God would have us to hold up that banner. And that banner is the banner that would change the world. Amen, somebody. Not all the social climbing. It's all right to climb. But do, who are you climbing for? Amen. Who are you climbing for? You know, is it just for you and for status and prestige and more money? Amen. Or do you climb with a desire to please God? Are you a steward of the authority that God gives you? Amen. Does your climbing point to Jesus, point to God? See, if we look at Jesus' life, everything he did pointed to God. God the Father. Amen. He adhered to God the Father's instructions and guidance. He sought his guidance and instruction daily through prayer. Amen. He sought alignment with the Father. You know, he wasn't going to step outside of God's will. Even tempted sometimes. He wasn't going to step outside of the will of the Father. So, so his authority was given to him to use by somebody else. Amen. That means that he operated in a mode where he acted as if he was one that was without authority. Given authority, amen, and we all are given certain levels of authority, but the question is, are we operating as one without authority? Amen. Who, 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 who bosses us? Amen. 
Who's your boss? Who's your CEO? Who's the president of your life? Amen, somebody. If he can't give some input and some insight into how you live your life and how you manage your resources, if we don't become stewards before a God that owns it all, amen, if what we do doesn't point to Jesus, our lives are pointless. Amen. You know, there are even scriptures saying that you can accumulate all kinds of things in the earth. I'm paraphrasing. All, all kinds of things. But if it's not done for God, it's going to be burnt up. Amen. It has to be God honoring to have elasticity. It has to be God honoring to have staying power. It has to be God honoring in order to even count. And if it doesn't count in the sight of God, it just don't count. It just doesn't matter. So we spin our wheels, you know, caring about the matters that do not matter. Amen, somebody. And so rather than our lives and our, our pointing to Jesus, they point to what we've accumulated. And we love to talk about folk who have stuff and have achieved stuff and, you know, what they got, and where they work, and where they live, and, you know, how much money they got, all that kind of stuff, what kind of position they hold. And we value that as a culture. Those are folk who we, we pedestalize and, 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 put, and, you know, and just acknowledge on a high level. Amen. And so we further the stratification by that being our value. When God, through Jesus Christ, just simply valued people. It didn't matter what their background was. It didn't matter what their education was. It didn't matter what their history was. Their history could be tainted. He just loved on people. Amen. It didn't matter if the society said they were taboo. It didn't matter if folks said they were off limits. It didn't matter if they, were, if, if, if they had some kind of pedigree or not. He just loved people. Amen. Isn't that a phenomenal example that he gave? Loving folk who even on the fringes of culture and society. Loving folk who weren't at the top rung. Loving folk who didn't have the biggest and the best. Amen. Acknowledging the people who weren't the most talented, but, but they were his children. And he acknowledged them. And he was even willing to give them authority. Amen, somebody. Do you know that God wants to give you something that the world doesn't want to give you? Amen. You know, I've been in ministry, uh, you know, now pastoring 36 years. 36 years. And I've spent some of those years in and out of doing advocacy work. Amen. Vying for uh, a better, higher quality of life for people. Amen, somebody. Approaching the powers that be and saying, hey, y'all need to change. Y'all need to have a more equitable approach. You need to, you know, do this more fairly. You need to include us, include people that without you, our skin color. You need to, we need to have access. Amen. And with every push and gain that you push forward, there seems to be setbacks. Amen. And it's hard to get respect out there. Amen, somebody. I remember I was in the gym playing basketball one time, and this fella, you could tell he, he had no education. I had just got my master's degree, so. And boy, he treated me like I wasn't nothing. Amen, somebody. But you got to be ready for that. I said, okay, okay, I ain't nothing. Isn't that something when you, when you know something, you treat, it like you treat it like you don't know nothing? 
Uh, when you have expertise and that expertise is acknowledged or recognized, when you've achieved certain things and it's just a zero in the mind of some people, amen, or just they look at the color of your skin and you're just a zero, period, amen. I'd go to a class in college, I'd start, I think I would start off with an F and I'd have to show them I was an A. I never started with an A, trying, trying to get down to that, <laughs> down to them other numbers. I hope it's changed now. Amen. But during my era, we had to fight. Amen. We had to be better. Even on a basketball court, we had to be way better than the other fellas if we wanted to get some playing time. Amen, somebody. Well, no, if you was close, you was the close second. <laughs> Not the close first. Amen. This stratification, this delineation, this discrimination is real. But God wants us to break down the barriers and to rid the demarcation, amen, to get rid of the fences that are between people. And it starts, first of all, with love, amen. It starts, secondly, with, you know, with, 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 with seeking godly authority, amen. Who wants to get stronger in Christ? Who wants to get stronger in the word of God? Who wants to get stronger in the knowledge and wisdom that God imparts? That's where the real authority is. Amen. He gave fishermen, you know, laborers, folk who without much education, he gave them authority to cast out demons, to heal, you know, people who were broken and, and, and diseased and, and sick and hurting. Amen, somebody. He gave regular, routine, you know, common folk the ability to raise folk from the dead. He gave them the power to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen? That, that ought to be the stuff that we're clamoring after as opposed to the status in this world that is empty, powerless, and it will end. Jesus is coming back. And the Word of God says when he comes back, he's coming to reign and to rule for a thousand years right here on earth. Revelation says he's coming back to rule and reign for a thousand years. He's getting rid of all these presidents and these dictators and all of that. He's coming back as the Lion of Judah to take full control of this earth. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming as the lamb no more. Last time I was a lamb. Amen. I was a sacrificial lamb. I was the ransom. I paid. I shed my blood. I came all innocent and humble. This time I'm coming to, to take over. I'm coming to take turf. I'm coming to put folk in their proper place. I'm coming to redeem my people. And my people who are on my side, they're going to meet me in the air, in midair, to rule and reign with me. Amen. So, so, so we need to have a view toward eternity, not just a view toward time. Eternity is what really matters. And God wants to give us the authority to be inclusive. The word of God says there's neither slave nor are free. That's neither male nor female. Amen? So, so he says, I've broken down the middle wall of demarcation. Amen, somebody? So Jesus came to liberate and to set free. He came to deliver and to change our mindset about these rankings and these pecking orders and about the status and the prestige and the power of the world. And when we're given power, to much is given, much is required. In the name of Jesus. So Jesus first was a steward. He took care of what God gave him to take care of. Amen, somebody. And a steward operates on behalf of somebody else. Amen. So the question is, 
Are you a steward? Are you operating on behalf of Jesus the Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Or are you an independent contractor, a mercenary, doing your own thing, a maverick out on his or her own? Amen? Yeah, sometimes under the guise of Christian principles and values, but you have your own agenda. Jesus said, I want to give you an agenda that lines up with my word, my will, my way. Amen? I want to give you a new agenda, a new itinerary. I want you to become a true steward. And when you're a true steward, personal prestige is not an issue. Amen? Ego dies. Amen? Ego dies. Somebody calls it, to use it as an acrostic, easing God out. I'm not easing God out. I'm, I'm making sure God is prominent, that he prevails, that he is superlative, that he is in the midst, that he is involved and invested in every decision. I want to do the will of the Father. So Jesus always sought the will of the Father. So he was a steward of God's authority. And everything he did pointed to God. Are we pointing to Jesus with our lives, with our livelihoods, with our interests? Amen. With our work ethic, within our relationships, is, does it point folk to Jesus? Amen, somebody. And, and, and that, that's easier said than done, to be consistent about pointing folk to Jesus when we're so offended so easily. Amen, somebody. That's pride. Y'all know that's pride, right? So you're so easily offended. Amen. You live in a world where offensive things are going to be said, offensive attitudes. Most people don't know Jesus. Why are you expecting them to act like they do? You got false expectation. They're going to act like heathens and pagans. That's who they are. Amen. So we need to be ready for the heathens and pagans in the world and love on them. Don't have a false expectation about what they're going to produce. They're not going to be fair. They're not going to be equitable. They, they're not going to be full of joy like they ought to be. They, they ain't going to be loving like they should. They ain't going to be kind and gracious like they should. But, but that's our role. That's our responsibility to light the world up with our love, with our kindness, with our gentleness, with our patience, with our peace, with our joy. Amen. Are you lighting it up? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you one of the bulldogs? Amen, somebody. You know, mean mugging folk. Amen, somebody. Where's your joy? The word of God says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Where's your joy? We got to wake up joy in every situation. We got to learn to be content where we are. We got to learn to love God and represent him everywhere we are. Amen. And stop fussing about the rankings. God going to get all that together. He says, I'm going to come with my winnowing fan to make the separation. There's going to be wheat and tares, weeds and flowers. I'm going to divide all of that. I came to judge, not you. I didn't even come to condemn when I was in the world. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's a good God who loves us while we were yet in sin. He died for us. But some of us are clamoring for status. Amen, somebody. And even clamoring for status in the church. You know, I've been in church, like I said, I've been pastoring 36 years under people a lot of those years. And, you know, you could just feel it. Amen. Guess, guess what Jesus had? 
Jesus had folk who acknowledged his ministry. Guess who they were? They were the crowds. Amen, somebody. You know, the crowds acknowledged his ministry. You know, one time, one time a demon acknowledged him. <laughs> you know, demons said, oh, you're the son of God. But guess what the religious folk did? They rejected him. Amen. They didn't acknowledge his authority. They, they, they asked in many instances, where you get authority from? You ain't been to the same school. You ain't been to seminary. You ain't got no theological degree. You ain't even studied nowhere. How are we going to respect what you got going on when you haven't come through us? Amen. Matter of fact, some of his disciples, he said, these folk are ignorant and unlearned folk. That's, 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 that was their designation. But Jesus took them off the shelf and utilized them and trained them, invested in them, and gave them the word and gave them the power of the Spirit of God like great tongues of fire that fell upon them so that they might be empowered and anointed to do the work. God has given out empowerment. God has is, God is, God is given out anointings, praise God. Are you hungry for it? Do you want it? Do you want the anointing that God wants to give you? Do you want the power that God wants to put upon your life? Do you want to engage in the spiritual journey that will equip you to have authority in the name of Jesus? And that's the greatest kind of authority. All the rest of it's going to fail. It's going to fade. It's going to fizzle. Amen, somebody. So Jesus was a steward. Jesus was submissive. Amen, somebody. Look, I, I verified, look, look, in uh, Mark 5 and 7, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high? I adjure you by God, do not torment. That's a demon talking to Jesus. Amen? Acknowledging him as the most high God. The crowd, and they were all amazed and said to one another, what is this word? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. The crowds acknowledged him. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority. Not as the scribes. So they're astonished. They're fascinated. You know, didn't have no official credentials. Amen. Look what, the, look what the, the learned people says. These Jews therefore marvel, saying, how is it that a man has learning when he has never studied? Now, that's not true. He did study, but he didn't study at our schools, our institutions. He didn't get out his master's and his PhD from our school. Amen. He didn't attend an Ivy League school, you know, again, more rankings. He didn't attend the best and the most prominent and the most prestigious institutions. Amen, somebody. But he had authority, and he spoke as one with authority, and he wielded power, and he acknowledged people, and he loved on everybody. The centurion saw the authority. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I, too, am a man under authority with with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and another, come, and he comes, and to my servants, do this, and he does it. 
centurion has a daughter who needs to be healed, he said, yeah, look, you don't even have to show up on the site. All you got to do is say the word. And Jesus was fascinated by his faith. Now, this is somebody who should have been off limits. He's a Roman centurion. They're, they're the oppressor at the time. They're are the ones who are, who are uh, holding uh, Israel under subjugation and oppression. And, but Jesus sees and acknowledges him in this Greco-Roman society at the time. He acknowledges folk who you shouldn't be acknowledging, Greeks and, you know, and Samaritans. You know, there was racial tension between the Jews and the Samaritans, but he acknowledged them. Look at the story of the Good Samaritan. He acknowledged him as the hero in the story. That's, that's, that's taboo. That's off limits. That's something different. That's, that's strange. That's peculiar. That's unique. That's, that's, that's not normal for the time. And Jesus is calling us out of our normalcy into an extraordinary walk with him. Amen. Uh, Matthew 21, 23. And when he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders and the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, what, by what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? Now that's the religious leaders. They said, who gave you this authority? We ain't, we ain't anoint you. We ain't lay hands on you. You know, you ain't come through us. And again, and, and again territorial turf, turf guard, a pecking order, a ranking. Jesus breaks down the rankings. He breaks down the pecking order. See, when you're in Christ, you don't have to worry about your, having an inferiority complex anymore. Amen? You don't have to worry about having self-esteem problems anymore. Amen? You discover that you're a son and a, a daughter, a child of a loving and a living God who loves you and empowers you and equips you and leads you and guides you and instructs you. Amen? To make a difference on his behalf. You know, but, but you got to first decide, you know something, I want to do some of what Jesus wants done. He wants people loved on. He wants people reached and witnessed to. He wants folk to come to him and to know him and to love him. And so we got to put that as a priority in our process of living life. Amen. I can do nothing on my own, Jesus says, as I hear. I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my will, but the will of him who sent me. Are you sent ones? Have you been commissioned? Have you been assigned by Jesus? Amen. Matthew 9 and 8, when the crowd saw it, they were afraid and they were glorified. They glorified God who had given such authority to men. This is the disciples now, recipients of authority by Jesus. And they're fascinated and they're, they're, they're flabbergasted. They're astounded by the authority that the disciples, these unlearned and ignorant men, amen, are exercising. So he passed on to them authority and he's passing on to you and I authority to do his work in the way. Amen, somebody. Do you want it? Jesus basically acknowledged and recognized that folk who were kind of out of order, there's several things that they wanted. Uh, the word of Matthew 23, 5 says, They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their prolactories broad and their fringes long. In other words, they wore certain apparel. You know, they wore gaudy, regalia, you know, to, to show you that I'm in charge. You know, I had these big robes on. And it's amazing that that's one of the things that was critiqued in the church. You know, then we broke out in robes. <laughs> Amen, somebody. You know, all this 
peril. And you've seen the regalia. Amen, somebody. I can't tell you, I ain't never stepped in one. I have. You know, but, but it's amazing that, that here we picked up on the very thing. Said, why you got to designate and differentiate yourself and put on different robes and apparel? And you got all this stuff saying that you it. Amen. You got it going on. Jesus said, no, you know, that, that's too much. We don't, we, we don't want that kind of differentiation. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. And then, then another thing he critiqued was that they wanted to sit in the best seats in these big old king chairs. Amen, somebody. The church kind of did that a little while too, didn't it? Where are our king chairs at? Where are we don't have none. Y'all say, you think that, you think pastor did that on purpose? Yeah, I sure did. I sure didn't put no king chairs up there. Uh-oh, somebody mad. I'm sorry, traditional churches. I'm sorry. I apologize. I forgot I was on Facebook. <laughs> I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. I'm just, and that doesn't mean that you're halted because you have that furniture, but it can lead to haltedness. Amen. It can lead to the desire to be want to be seen. It can lead to the desire to want to be recognized. It can lead to desire to want to be acknowledged. It can lead to a halting, prideful spirit. Amen. I'm sitting high and you sitting low. Amen, somebody. So there's a demarcation, a differentiation in our status, and you need to recognize. Amen, somebody. So, so authority is something that Jesus said, Look, don't be clamoring for that kind of authority. Clamor for the kind of authority that I want to give you. Clamor for the kind of authority that I want to distribute. Clamor for what I want to give you. Submit to my will. Be stewards and then submit. And then live a life of service. Can you think about Jesus, you know, when others probably wouldn't ever done this if they're in a place of prestige and status and position and authority. They wouldn't have got down on their knees and washed nobody's feet. Amen, somebody. But the word of God says that Jesus got down on his knees, took on a towel of basin, took on the role of a slave to wash the dirty feet of his disciples. See, those are barriers that he crossed. Amen. To show his willingness to serve and to teach us about a life of service. If I don't have a life of submission and service, I don't really have a Christian life. I got something else going on, some kind of hybrid existence, amen? And if I don't have any grassroots accreditation, amen somebody, some, some accreditation from the grassroots. In other words, if, if people of low estate, people on the low end of the rent room, if people in my job, I gotta always be halted and prideful because I'm the manager, I'm the boss, I'm the supervisor, and they don't feel my spirit as also being a part of humanity with you. Amen. Then what good are we doing for the kingdom? Amen. If we're looking down on somebody, if we're not acknowledging people, if we're not loving on people, if we're not smiling and engaging with people in ways that affirm that they are special, that they are important, that they are God's children, amen, then we capture the spirit of the world. And we capture the spirit of the demonic forces. The demonic forces wants us to separate, amen. You get on this side, I'm on this side. I'm up high, you down low, amen. We don't believe that. 
we will not receive that. We believe that God made us all in his image. Praise God. And even though society is equal, we're going to live our lives in an equitable fashion. Even though society kicks against this principle of acknowledging all people, matter, no matter what racial or ethnic background, we're going to love them for anyway. Amen. Whether they love it or not. And that's the key to power, authority, and deliverance. Amen. Think about it. Civil rights movement made leaps and bounds progress based on principles of nonviolence and love. Amen, somebody. Overthrew, overthrew segregation and Jim Crow and all that stuff just with love and acknowledging the dignity of every person. That I can love the person even though I can hate. I ain't got to like the problem in the person, but I can love them. I can care about them. I can treat them with honor and dignity. Even if they're racist, segregationists, doesn't matter. Amen, somebody. God has called us to live above the frame. He's called us to love without conditions, to be, have that unmerited, that un, 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 undeserving love it ushered into the world and into our context so that we can love significantly in the name of Jesus. Won't you stand all over the house? God has called us to be children of love. Amen. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then will you know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. So when God is glorified, when truth is acknowledged, when we acknowledge people and we work against the status quo, we work against the demarcation, we work against the stratification, we work against the stereotypes, we work against the rankings and the pecking orders and the differentiations that are made in people and status and value of people and we value everybody. Amen. We can make a difference in the world. We can make a dent in the world. We can change the world. We can be like the radical Jesus. That's what we're called to be. Stand up and watch and be a part of beauty surfacing from the ashes. Amen. And, but I can't be sold out. I can't be enamored and fascinated with the status of the world and overcome it. I can't buy into it and live it out and be one of the representatives of it, an ambassador of the world, and be an ambassador of Christ. I am called, we are called, somebody say, we are called to be ambassadors representatives of Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus. He's my God. He's my Father. He's the author and the perfecter of my faith. He's my Lord. He's my CEO. He's the president and supervisor of my life. He's my all in all. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's the Prince of Peace and the Mighty Counselor. He is my God. And I love him. Rose of Sharon, the lily in the valley, the bright and morning star light of the world. And he's calling us to light it up. To light it up. Somebody say, light it up. Say to somebody near you, light up where you are. 
Light it up. Say to somebody else, light it up. In the name of Jesus, light it up. Let's light up the world. Too much darkness, too much evil, too much dissension, too much conflict, too much ridicule, too much persecution, too much insult and injury happening in the world. We got to light it up. Light it up with love. Light it up with joy. Light it up with peace. Light it up with hope. Light it up with gentleness. Light it up with kindness. Light up the world. That's what Jesus did. And we celebrate him. And we so much want to be like him. I want to invite somebody to make a decision for him today. To acknowledge him, to recognize him, to connect with him on another level. You may be new in our community. You may be seeking a church home. We want to invite you to make a connection with the family of God, the people of God, the church, the kingdom's representation here in the earth through his, this holy institution that Jesus gave his life for. He says, I gave my life for the church to establish it with his imperfections and all. I gave my life for I want to invite somebody again to come, to step out on faith, to move out in Jesus' aisles, to come forward in his name. Let him have his way in you today. You don't have to feel a certain way. You just move out in his name and let him use you today to affirm, I'm yours and you're mine. I'm yours and you're mine in the name of Jesus the Christ. So step out, step out, step out. We're going to worship for a few moments and we invite you to come. In the name of Jesus, we invite you to come. You have captured my heart, consumed my heart. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Connect, reconnect. Affirm, reaffirm your faith today. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in him. So we lift our hands and say, if all I say, More than enough. Come on, say. If all I say, that's more than enough. Come on, let's lift that up one more time. If all I say is Jesus, 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 that's more than enough. If all I say,
Thank you, Lord. 